0: You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio, NBC Sunday Night Football, and Notre Dame analyst Super Bowl MVP Drew Brees joining us on the program. Drew, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great, Dan. How are you?
0: Are you are you taking a ball? Is that your exercise this morning? Uh, this is, yeah. This is this is uh this is kind of get the day
1: started. You know, clear my head. I'm in. Uh, I'm in Greenwich, Connecticut. We just uh, we finished doing the studio show last night for Football Night in America. So this is my morning walk before
0: I head out of town. What do people say to you on the street?
1: Uh, I get some looks. I stopped by Whole Foods to grab like some oatmeal and some fruit, and I had a couple people want to talk football. <laughs> <laughs> ask me. Ask me what happened to the Buffalo Bills yesterday. <laughs> you know. Or, Or whoever their favorite team is. So yeah, there's 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 a lot of that. You know, I I gotta put the analyst hat on a lot just in my daily life now.
0: What happens when you've had a bad game? Like Ryan Tannehill threw four interceptions. Is it bad to watch that film or is it better to not watch film?
1: Oh man, It, it, it stinks, it's just one of those things you gotta do. Just swallow it, you know, but um at the same time, shoot, you know, missed opportunity for them, right? You know, that's a game they should win. Um, you know, crummy weather, so you got to play the game a little bit differently, but they certainly had their chances. Um, I still think they're a team to beat just because I think their defense is pretty good, but they're going to have to figure some things out on offense without Derrick Henry. Well,
0: it's one of those games where you go, wait, the Texans are doing what to the Titans? I mean, it, it feels like every week there's at least two of these games. How do you explain it?
1: The NFL. <laughs> that's, a, that's, why people, that's, why, that's why people love the NFL because each week you have no idea and, it, and and every game really comes down to about seven or eight plays, about seven or eight moments or situations and whoever handles those right wins and, and whoever doesn't, doesn't. And it, regardless of records, I think anytime you play divisional games, throw records out the window for the first three quarters. Those are typically hard fought, tough football games. And then Usually, the better team finds a way to win it in the fourth quarter or pull away. But you let a team hang around that you shouldn't, and this the NFL. Look out, they'll beat you.
0: What would you do if you're uh, Ben Roethlisberger? What do you mean? Short term, long term? Come back next season?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, if he plays, if he can, if he continues to play like he did last night, <laughs> you know, um, it, it, you know, I, I think as a as a, as a veteran as a veteran quarterback, I think the thing that you the thing that you battle is, look, you have so much experience, so much knowledge, so much wisdom from from all the football that you've played. Now, it becomes harder each and every week, just from a physical perspective, to care for your body, to care for your arm, to care for all the things that just start popping up, you know from a health perspective and, and get to Sunday. You know, that, that was kind of always the thing is, man, get to Sunday as healthy as you can. Because up here, like, you've got it. I mean, you know exactly what everybody's doing. There's never a defense you're going to see that you haven't seen before, you don't have an answer for. But it's just that that weekly grind, I think mean, not just physically, but uh, just, you know, you take on a lot of stress too. Because, you know, you're responsible for so much. But man, as long as he's having fun playing at a high level, you know, play as long as you can
0: but how frustrating is that that you have all the answers to the test but you you might not be able to complete the test
1: well look I, I again I think I think he played well last night you know and and I don't know I don't know how his you know Ben's always been one of those guys that you you feel like is getting beat up quite a bit you know or at least uh, yeah, that's kind of always what's reported Um so you know, but but as long as he's having fun and and doing it at a high level and you know feeling like he still has something to to prove and chase, um, then man, why not why not play? Listen, last night if 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 the Steelers have you know Minka Fitzpatrick and T.J. Watt and you know Joe Hayden, I think that's it's a different game. You know, I think defensively they they end up playing a little better, but uh, it's a fun game to watch.
0: What do you make of Justin Herbert so far?
1: I think he's a stud. I think he is going to be one of the great players in this league for a very long time. Uh, He's got all the physical ability. I mean, freakish physical ability, you know, arm talent, um, athletic ability. Um, I think he's got as many intangibles as he does, the physical traits as well from the leadership perspective and just his poise and and his intellect. So he, he can be one of the best for a very long time.
0: What's been the biggest challenge for you making this uh, transition from football to analyst?
1: Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a different skill set. You know, it's using different muscles. I, I'd say the biggest challenge, honestly, is, first off, broadcasting and in-studio work are completely different anyway. Um, you know, broadcasting to me is is kind of like playing the game, which is a lot of fun. I prepare the same way. I watch film the same way. I mean, I think about how I would be attacking the, the opposing team or the opposing defense the exact same way as if I was actually going to go out there and play quarterback. And then it's just a matter of being to articulate that to the fans or those listening and watching and you know, try to put them in your shoes as a player. You, know, you go in the studio and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's much quicker. You, know, you have a lot more to get through in a very short amount of time. You know, you're really trying to give a synopsis of what happened throughout the entire day and the broadcasting is college football and the in-studio is NFL football. So you feel like you have to have this knowledge base of, of, of kind of the general landscape of both. So that makes it difficult. And then I get to go broadcast an NFL game on, on Thursday night in New Orleans. So it's a little bit, everything all kind of thrown into a very short amount of time.
0: But that's another thing is you, you and Mike Trico are going to have the game on Thursday night. It'll be the bills and the saints. And do you, do you prepare? So you're Buffalo going against the Saints, in what you would do as as well as the Saints going against Buffalo, in what you would do if you were playing?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I guess I've I mean, I've watched. I've already watched a bunch of film, but but as I watch, they continue to watch more games. You know, I almost develop a game plan in my mind as to how I would attack. You know, each defense, or if I'm each offense, and these are these are where my matchups are. This is how I want to play this game. This is what I think the keys to victory are. So then when you get in the in the broadcast booth and you begin watching the game unfold, in a lot of cases, it it, it plays out the way that I would have envisioned. Now, listen, crazy things happen, right? And, and you have to be ready to react. But man, that's what we love about football. And that's, that's what's fun is, is that you never really know what's going to happen. But you know, based on your knowledge base and your experience, you're able to, Articulate those moments and those those situations for people.
0: And then you're going to be honored on Thursday night. What's that going to entail?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you know my my last time in the dome uh, was was unfortunately with no fans. You know, all of last season was was virtually with no fans. Um, so it's been a while since I've been in the dome with you know, the, the, the screaming who nation, you know, and all that energy. Um, so this would be, uh, this would be, this would be an incredible moment to get back in front of the who nation. And, um, you know, obviously under, under kind of weird circumstances since I'm there to broadcast the game, but, um, it'll be great to, to feel that one more time.
0: I know you're doing some things with, uh, crown Royal. <laughs> if you want to uh, let people uh, in on what you're doing.
1: Well, yeah, tonight I'm actually going to be in new Orleans, uh, me and Deuce McAllister are gonna be at an event with a bunch of hospitality workers, military members as part of Crown Royal's generosity fund where they're gonna donate a million dollars to different organizations throughout the year to support hospitality workers and, and military members. So we, Deuce and I each represent a different group. So I represent the Louisiana Hospitality Foundation. Deuce represents the Bastion Community of Resilience. And so we're gonna have a little competition at this concert uh, to continue to raise money and raise awareness for uh, these these groups. And, and so that uh, we can continue to support them, especially coming off of COVID-19, where many of them were affected negatively. So this will be a lot of fun tonight. And um, we're asking people to go, go on my Twitter, at Drew Brees, retweet the tweet that I um, sent out a few few days ago, because that helps generate more uh, money for the Louisiana um, uh, Hospitality Workers Foundation. So thank you.
0: Good to see you. How far are you going to walk, by the way?
1: Ah, uh, it always ends up being about four or five miles. But man, the leaves are changing color. Yeah. yeah. This is kind of nice. You don't you don't you don't get this down south or <laughs> or on the west coast at all. You know, so you gotta gotta take all this in while you can.
0: When's the last time you threw a football? Oh gee whiz!
1: I throw one left-handed all the time. I kind of developed that habit like four years ago when my kids were getting older and every time I get home, they're like, dad, throw it to us, dad, throw it to us. So I'm like, I just finished throwing a hundred balls at practice from so here. Let me handed. So left do and wear this right arm out. I actually, I've, I've gotten pretty good with the left here, Dan. Better watch out, man. Comeback, question mark? Question mark. Question mark, question mark. We'll see.
0: <laughs> uh, left-handed. Have fun this week. Uh, always great to talk to you. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, you as well, Dan. Thanks. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the I Radio app. Ron Rivera joining us on the program. How's morale, coach?
2: <laughs> you know, after winning, it's a lot better, that's for sure.
0: But when you go into a game like that, what kind of emotions do you have? It's, you know, it's one thing to go on the road. It's another thing to sort of go back home or your home away from home. So yeah. how, do you, how do you fight those or deal with those emotions?
2: Well, you know, one of the things that we talked about going into the week, I told the players, I said, you know, it's going to be an interesting thing. I'm coming back or going back. And, you know, Cam's going to be there as well. I said, so it's going to be interesting. So let me focus on what's interesting. You guys focus in on playing the game. Don't worry about what I say. Don't worry about how I gush about being over there, that whole thing. You guys have to focus on the game. And so we tried to keep it separate. We really did. And and quite honestly, Dan, it it was good to go back because I got a chance to see a lot of of good friends.
0: What was it like drawing up a game plan to go against Cam?
2: You know, it's interesting because we were trying to figure out You know, what are they going to put into the game plan? What are they going to use? How deep can they get into their playbook? You know, because you look at what they did with their other quarterbacks and you say, okay, this will fit Cam, that won't fit Cam. Um, And then you look at what, what Cam had done the previous year with New England, and then you try to remember what Cam was doing when he was with us back in the day. So there were a lot of things that, you know, we were trying to kind of figure out it was tough. It wasn't. But I think what Jack and and, and and the defensive staff came up with, I thought that was pretty good.
0: Tougher coming up with a game plan for Cam or the previous week with Tom Brady?
2: Oh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Um, you know, he's different. I mean, there's so many things that he can do and, and you have to prepare for that. With 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 Cam, you know you know what he does well, and and you really believe that's what they're going to do with him. Now he has some good weapons, and Christian McCaffrey is as good a weapon as there is in this league, and I think DJ Moore's a guy that, you know, every time he gets the ball, he's an explosive
0: player too. What were you trying to get Brady to do? Gosh, the,
2: the biggest thing was we were we were trying to trying to connect to his routes to to, to his, his his receivers. And, and get him to hold that ball just a, a touch longer than he's used to. And, and if we could do that, we felt we had a chance.
0: I talked to Drew Brees in the first hour, and I said, you know, what's it like when you get older? And he said, well, you know all the answers to the test. But <laughs> but that doesn't mean you can go out and perform when you have all answers to the test. But when you face someone like Brady, is there anything that you could possibly do that he has not seen before?
2: No. There, there really isn't i mean you the biggest thing you try to do is you try to affect him one way or the other whether it's to get your your rush close to him or it's whether to get close to his receivers to, to get him to you know to hold it just for a second or get him off his mark if you can do that you have a chance
0: uh, what do you tell your guys about the taunting rule
2: um don't put yourself in a position where the referee's got to make a decision. In other words, just don't do it. I mean, again, if you want to celebrate, that's great. Look to us. Now we got we got one last week, and you know I'm not a big fan of of, of why it was called, but again, I get it. You, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that, you know, just just don't 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 do something that's going to put that referee in that position to make that decision.
0: Where do you think this came from?
2: well what it came from was it came from the fights that, that had broken out the last couple of seasons that really turned into melees that were you know were were quite honestly you know what you don't want to see out there and so when we talked about it we debated it in the, in the committee was guys you know we don't want guys that are going to come out and and do something that's going to create something else to 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 escalate okay and and that's really what the whole idea and, and the idea behind it is don't give these guys a chance to have this stuff happen. I mean, we've had some pretty bad stuff where we had Tampa, New Orleans, New Orleans, Chicago. We had the stuff that, that went on with with uh, with Denver and the Raiders, you know, and that's why you don't want those things to happen on that field because we got a great game. We got a good thing going here. And the last thing we want to see is something like that to happen and then something worse to happen where somebody gets hurt during something like that.
0: And I wonder, and even at the beginning of the year, I wondered if this was going to be something that could affect the outcome of a playoff oh, game, yeah. right?
2: Oh, that—that's the scary thing. That's the truth of the matter. I mean, you know, but but honestly, don't do something that's gonna, you know, that that's gonna deter. I assume that's gonna take away from from the game. We're trying to stop it. We're trying to get guys to understand. Hey, let's. Yeah, we, you know. Hey, you want to celebrate? You want a good time? Go do it. Run to the other end zone. Okay. Run to your bench. Run to your teammates. But you know, don't turn and look at the other team and 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 point your finger or or drop the ball at them in their face, you know, because that's that's what that's what we're trying to prevent. We're trying to prevent the next big brawl.
0: How's your quarterbacking situation?
2: <laughs> it's fun. Um, we have a we have a guy that's got a lot of personality. He's got a little bit of swagger right now, feeling pretty good about some of the things that he's done. Um, but he's a guy also that works hard. He competes. Um, he also one of those guys that that you know if you keep yourself close to a game, you feel like you have a chance to win, and I think that's what his teammates are feeling because of who he is.
0: Best team that you faced this year?
2: Oh wow, um, gosh! I mean, we 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 played some pretty good teams. I mean, I I think Tampa's a you know right up there, even though you know they 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 they, they lost to us. You know, they're still a team that you sit there and say, man, this there's a good group of guys that just as they start coming again, you know, if they do like they did last year and they find that part where they get hot, yeah, they're, they're going to be scary, you know. Um, I still like Buffalo, you know. I, I, I They're a team that really, you know, um, I like the way Kansas City can be explosive. You know, we bottled them up for, for right into the middle of the third quarter, then all of a sudden Patrick Mahomes, you know, went crazy against us. Um, I mean, there's some pretty formidable teams that we have faced that, that again, that when they – do what they're capable of. They're pretty doggone good.
0: What's the best piece of memorabilia you got in the office?
2: <laughs> Golly, there ain't got a lot of them. I, I really do. I've been very fortunate, you know. When, when you in the league for thirty something years, you know, see, I one of my favorites. I got a photo of my 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 father and my my three brothers when we did the USAA commercials um you know i keep that up there because i I lost my one of my brothers to pancreatic cancer and he's in that picture and it's actually the
0: last picture all four boys were with my dad that's awesome big deal where's the super bowl ring
2: uh i don't have the super Bowl ring, but i do have over here in the corner i got uh the uh the replica trophy they gave us at the uh at one of the reunions that we had it's really kind of cool you know, I'll bring it in the office that way. If any player sits there and looks at it, I can sit there and reminisce a little bit and tell them, I'm telling you, if we can get one, guys, you'll never forget it.
0: You had seven and a half sacks in your career. Can you name all the quarterbacks you sacked?
2: Gosh, uh, probably not. Um, this was a long time ago.
0: <laughs> um, it's only seven and a half sacks, coach. I, don't know. I, don't I mean, know. it's not, not right. Reggie White here. No, because Reggie, believe me, Reggie would have – <laughs> na- he'd
2: still be naming him up. I'd be done very quickly. Um, no, but, uh, you know, I had uh, – gosh, yeah. Did you get a Hall of Famer? Is there, is there like – Oh, yeah. Oh, I got a Hall of Famer. In fact, my last NFL sack uh, was Brett Favre. And and when I started coaching, Brett was still playing. And so we were on the – you know, we were pregame. We are sitting there talking to BS and BSing. And he said something about me and I say, Hey, let me tell you something now. I want you to know you were my last NFL sack. <laughs> he looked at me and he goes, damn, I was slow then.
0: <laughs> that was 92, I think, right? Yes, it was. It was. It was.
2: <laughs> it was, it was, it was. Oh yeah. Dang. I'll tell you that's, that's the way to bring those memories back. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Thank you. You know, um, i I'm, I'm, in my thirteenth month of recovery, uh, they tell me it's about an eighteen-month process, maybe two years. But I've been good. All of my all of my scans and everything have come up negative. All of my doctor reports have all been positive. So things are going well. Knock on wood, and uh, it's been good.
0: Would you rather that people ask or didn't ask?
2: I'd rather they ask because I, I tell you, because every time people talk to me about it, I always make a, a pitch for um, for, uh, for 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 people to 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 take care of themselves self-check self-report you know i mean i was very fortunate i caught it when i was shaving i felt a lump in my neck that just didn't feel right and uh, because of that i I reached out to my doctor Um, a lot of people they feel something they don't reach out and i tell them one of the things the doctors told me was because i caught it early and did something about it and that's what i tell people
0: when they ask so you find the lump do you call a doctor that day um,
2: I called him the next day. My throat was a little sore, and so he you know, took a look and said, you know, yeah, you're right, your throat, maybe it is. So they gave me some medicine. Um, I was going on vacation the next day, so but when I got back, it was still there. So then I went and saw him again. He said, let's keep an eye on it for a week, come back and see me. Nothing changed, and that's when we went, and, and, and he, he, he put the ball in uh, and got it rolling.
0: Congrats on the wins, Coach. And more importantly, I'm glad you're feeling better. Happy Thanksgiving.
2: Cool. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Dan. Thank you.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the
2: iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: bring in Carson Palmer. How many times do you play on Thanksgiving?
3: Uh, a big fat zero
0: for me. Okay. That sounds like a good thing.
3: No, the, the Thursday night games are great when they're appropriately scheduled. When you have that Friday, Saturday, Sunday off to yeah. recover and rest and sit around and, and watch football, that's the best as long as you're not beat up and, and sore going into that Thursday game from the previous Sunday, but players love the Thursday games if they're appropriately timed and they didn't play previously on Monday night uh, or something like that, but getting that long weekend is fantastic for the players.
0: It's really tough though. To You know, you play Sunday and you got to turn around and play Thursday on on just a normal week and now you have this. I can't imagine that you can be prepared physically and mentally for a game with three days in between.
3: Well, it's, it's an, at the same time, both teams are, are with the limited schedule for for mental prep but the the issue are the veteran teams when when you have a team like Pittsburgh who's stacked with a bunch of 29 to 34 year olds it's hard on those guys when you're 22 23 you can play on Sunday and probably turn around and play again on Tuesday if you had to but those older guys those veteran teams those teams that have a bunch of guys uh, that are in their maybe late 20s early 30s that have to turn around and play on Thursday that those are the teams it's really tough on
0: UCLA and USC this weekend. Uh, Carson played against UCLA three times. I got you passing for 824 yards, nine touchdowns, one interception. You went three and zero, outscoring UCLA 117 to 56. What'd you make of that game on Saturday?
3: Uh, it's time for the season to get over for our Trojans. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're ready for an off-season. We're ready for a coaching change and the new regime to come in and, and put their stamp on the program. It's it's time.
0: <laughs> hey, Got any new coaching candidates? Not today. Okay, good. Not, oh. not today. I, I still got a couple
3: guys earmarks, but I don't know if you and I are allowed to talk about those guys on air anymore.
0: Uh, before you were coming on, Paulie goes, how far do you think Carson Palmer's ever thrown a football? So we're going to guess here. Todd, I'll start with you. How How far?
1: 73 yards.
0: Now, this isn't in a game. This is life. Okay, so okay. 73 yards. McLovin? I'm going to price his right him. 75 yards. Okay, I see what you're doing there. Seaton. 75 and a half. Pauly? <laughs> <Holy. laughs> because you said life and not a football game, I'm going to go 81 yards. I'm going to go 76 yards. Carson, your answer.
3: Uh... The, the furthest I've thrown is 73, I think.
0: 73?
3: 73. 73. Somebody threw 73 out there. I'm not sure. Was that Tony? Yeah, that was me. All right. 73, baby. Richie? Smart guy. First in his class, right?
0: Uh, second. Second. Thanks. Second. Let me you clarify that. <laughs> second in his class. He cheated off. Oh, stop. You did cheat.
1: I was second in junior high school and high school. You could add that while you ripped me for, like, looking at my friend's paper once in a while.
0: But you, But that's called cheating. It's
1: called checking your
0: answers to make sure you, you got what you wrote down right. When you cheated at USC, Carson, how did you do it? Well, I didn't really cheat. I just didn't go to class. <laughs> That's what USC has to get back to.
3: Yeah, we're, we're getting there. Like I said, we need the season to get over. We need to forget about 2021 and really 2020 and 2019. But we need to move on. 2022 is our year. Watch out.
0: Best win of the weekend was turned in by which team in the NFL?
3: The best win of the weekend is I need these – Bill or I need these uh, – who's playing tonight? I need them.
0: The Giants need, and the uh, Buccaneers?
3: Oh, I need the G-men for a five-team scream parlay. If they can just cover 11, a $100 bet wins me 2000 bucks, and they're my fifth leg. So that's my biggest win. I don't even need the G-men to win. I just need them to cover.
0: Okay. But –
3: <laughs> because all I really, we're not, uh, we're worried
0: about me here, right, Dan?
3: So I need the G-man Are you down to cover on your luck? I half. mean,
0: are you, do you need the money or is everything okay at the Palmer household?
3: Uh, everything's okay, but there's no better money than money one. Okay. So. That five-teamer screamer, I'm a big five-teamer <laughs> screamer. I love throwing them out there. They never come through or hardly ever do. So I need my G-men tonight. Just just keep it within 10. That's all I'm
1: asking.
0: Okay. But
3: the worst win, the, or the worst game of the week, the worst loss, um, was that Bills indie game. I mean, I, I was high on the Bills. I was loving watching them play. And they just showed up and they showed that they have an issue with with a physical running football team and i didn't think that would be an issue but they didn't want to tackle jonathan taylor i mean there were arm tackles broken there were guys coming to the point of attack and kind of turning it down um and that's not what you expected from a sean mcdermott buffalo bills defense and i know that defense is built for speed and they're built to play with a lead but if you can run the ball and jump out against the buffalo bills I'm a little bit worried about him and I'm a little bit worried about, and I love Josh. I love the QB, but he's starting to throw. um, He's starting to make some poor decisions and panic. I mean, he threw a pick on third and 18 or 19 years, 19 yards that you just can't throw in that situation. And then, you know, he, he panicked again on another third down and, and had a receiver about eight yards away from him threw an absolute piss him, And it went right through his hands and bounced into the hands of the defending team. And, you know, there, there's some issues in Buffalo, and I think that was glaring. I think that was easily the worst, the worst loss of the week, and I'm a little concerned
0: about them moving forward. I just want to follow up. A piss missile. Is that what you said? Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, it it was about a 10-yard
3: pass, and he threw a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. And you just you got to take care of your guys on those shorter underneath routes. And you know, as a fan, you can sit there and go, "Well, it hit his receiver in the hands." But that ball was only coming, you know, 15 yards in the air. And it was going, like I said, 95 miles an hour. You, you got to have a little touch on. And it's a, it's a little bit of a panic you're seeing in, in Josh. You know, you're down a couple scores. You feel like you got to make something happen. You try to squeeze one in on third and 18 when you just need to take the check down, throw it out of bounds and punt. And and that's that was my worst loss of the week. It's got me concerned in Buffalo.
0: Once again, it's a piss missile a piss missile. Okay. I'd never, never heard. heard of a piss missile. No, no, you can use it. Yeah. You can use it. Okay. I don't know how I'll use it. I mean, it doesn't come up in conversation around the dinner table with my wife, but no.
3: I mean... it's, it's radio <laughs> talk. It's TV talk. Right? Oh, is
0: it? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I love the NFL terminology sometimes that, you know, I get caught on uh, a up on. I just, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't heard that one before. You got any other ones that are like inside football?
3: Yeah, I've got a bunch, but I'm going to save it for next Monday. What? I'll just give you one a week, is that fair?
0: Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Um, do the Chiefs have a decent defense? Like they have a, a defense that is good enough to help them go to the Super Bowl again.
3: They've got a they've obviously got a good enough defense to get into the playoffs, but if you if you, again, if you can jump up on them and run the ball, they're not built to stop the run. They're built to have a lead. And so, um, yeah, they played a lot better. And that was kind of the game we've all been waiting for Kansas city to play, you know, where, where Patrick looked really confident with the ball. There's still some Travis Kelsey issues you saw on the pick that bounced off his chest, but they're starting to figure some things out on defense, but that team is built for speed. That team is built to play with a 14, 21 point lead where you have to throw it on them. If they catch a team like Indy, that comes in and runs the ball and gets real physical with them and owns the time of possession and doesn't give the ball to Patrick Mahomes, they are very susceptible to being beat.
0: But I wonder about that when we get to the playoffs and we saw this with the Titans, you know, a couple of years ago, they were up big on Kansas city, couldn't hold on, but that team that's run first and because everybody, it feels like their defenses are smaller and faster built for speed. Whereas you get a team that has a good offensive line and just able to run the football Indianapolis could be a tough out because of that, because you don't, not many teams are built that way. The Titans are Colts are uh, Philadelphia runs the football, but they're not going to be a playoff caliber team. So that, that could be, that could be an interesting team to run up against the Colts.
3: Yeah. I mean, when, when you look at what Derrick Henry was doing for the last three or four years in Tennessee, he was an anomaly. They were an anomaly. Everybody else was built to throw it. and, it's not that, you know, Derrick Henry is obviously a great back. That offensive line is really good. They're just so different and they're so difficult to prepare for. And they're so difficult to practice during the week because you got a, a back that is so different than everybody else. Now, now bringing it back to Indy, I mean, Indy's kind of similar. Jonathan Taylor, there aren't many backs built like him right now. I mean, it was him and, and really Derrick Henry that are 230 pounds plus that can run away from you. There's a lot of smaller, quicker, shifty backs, but they are an, an anomaly and that offensive line in Indy is much better than that offensive line in Tennessee. So, I mean, I, I do think they're a problem if T Y Hilton, T.Y. Hilton can stay healthy, Jonathan Taylor stays healthy and Carson Wentz that defense is, is a division champ type defense. That defense is a playoff defense. they got playmakers in the back end, Leonard who, who does such a great job from a leadership standpoint at linebacker and, and rushing the passer and, and speed and quickness can cover the backs out of the backfield. They're going to be a, a difficult team. We've seen Carson Wentz struggle early on this year. It looks like he's starting to kind of iron out some of those problems he was having. If he can continue to play the way he played yesterday, they are going to be a tough out.
0: Uh, do, do quarterbacks like having that running game? Like, that means less throws. But are you, you know, do you think most of these guys are comfortable? You think Patrick Mahomes is comfortable handing the ball off?
3: Absolutely. The, the quarterbacks want to play against a single high single safety defense and you can do that when you know a team that can't throw it comes up to you and you can play single high defense but when you get back and play too high defense and you have that second safety deep covering the pass and you can run the ball from a quarterback's perspective you love it. It helps the play action pass game it helps get you more single high safety looks, which is an advantageous thing for an offense to be in because now there's more holes and more voids in the defense. When you can't run the ball and defenses can put another safety back, there's less holes in the defense and less voids in the defense to throw into. So a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, um, Russell Wilson, all, all these great quarterbacks that we're watching play, Tom Brady, running game and handing the ball off is a great thing when you're averaging over four yards a pop. They all love that.
0: You ever go to the line of scrimmage and forget the play? Yes. What do you do?
3: Uh, It it only happened a couple times. One time it was on a run play, and I just – I knew it was a run. I just forgot which way it was going. And I opened up to the left, and the back went to the right, and I think I took a four-yard loss, five-yard loss. And one time I dropped back. Actually, I, I completely forgot what the play was. It was third and long. And I don't know what I called. And I still to this day don't know what I called. I just called something in the huddle and found somebody that actually got open, got the first down and moved on and hadn't talked about it since until now.
0: But you, like, how's that happen? Were you, did you get your bell rung?
3: I'm actually, I'm actually surprised it didn't happen more. Cause I, I have a, I have a problem with short-term memory, memory loss and I got hit in the head a bunch. And I'm surprised it only happened twice, but I do remember those two, play, uh, those two plays in my career. And I'm, I'm actually um, thinking back to the past play, and I probably did have a little bit of a bell rung and had an issue with that, and that's probably why that happened.
0: How many official concussions did you have?
3: I only had one that, that uh, put me in the hospital overnight and where I don't remember... The game, I don't remember the previous day, I woke up in the hospital with my buddy Frosty Rucker, who was a a, a teammate of mine, uh, a couple different stops, and my wife sitting in the hospital room waiting for me to wake up. And I just kind of came to and had no clue what was going on where I was. So that was my really only official, official concussion.
0: How many unofficial do you think you had?
3: A good baker's dozen, somewhere around there.
0: Were you good at hiding?
3: Hiding concussions. Yeah. You know, it really wasn't a topic, um, until the last, until about 10 years ago. So my first half of my career, there were bell rungs. They were, you know, you got, you got dinged up, you got your, you got, you got a little, uh, a little sleepy on a hit. I mean, there was terms for it. It wasn't an official concussion, but it wasn't until 10 years ago where people were like, all right, that was a concussion. You need to go into the protocol.
0: He gave us Piss Missile this week. Who knows what he'll give us next week. We're rooting for the Giants tonight.
3: Just 10 points. We don't need them to win. We just need them to cover for the five-team screen.
0: But you're going to be yelling at Brady. You're rooting against Tom Brady tonight, aren't you? 100%. 100%. (laughs) For two grand. Uh, Help out Carson Palmer. Please give. Um, uh, Happy Thanksgiving, Carson. Thanks for joining us. Happy,
3: Happy Thanksgiving.